0: Music! Stand in place. Chris, stand up and wiggle your hips for us. I know that guy, but we're no more. Yeah, he's a nihilist. And I'll smash your face! And for you, your you walk dangerous. Uh, make sure your station your in two ways away. I'm always Excuse me. Sure I,
1: don't get, I don't get your act
0: at all, you're and I don't think you, do make sure don't think you know your what word. you're trying Take to your do your or how to go sure about it, stupid. I heard you're it right. over the radio. real stupid. I'm not just talking about one person, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about porn, I'm talking about content, I'm talking about interrelationships. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about God, the devil, hell, heaven. Do you understand? Finally, you will me now other I'll
1: catch my voice wherever
0: I play radio personality. Most people today
1: don't care less about the
0: radio personalities. I couldn't agree with you more. He's always talking about some radio stars i never heard of. You don't like my stories. You have to listen to my program. Listen to the radio. Find out what's going on. Listen to the talk shows and you will find out what's going on. Oh, man. Radio? Yes, talk radio. Right so boring, man. Okay. okay. The cards is just it's suicide. Okay. I have an idea now. First name is- I just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! It's showtime! Excuse me. Sure the, the sure sure <laughs> excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The Make sure the television. Excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. That's what you call a satellite. They used to bounce messages across the earth. Shows. Everyone in the old world had a show. Do you think there's still somebody out there? Sending shows? Who knows? Those are the planes of silence. I am not afraid. We kill you pretty soon. Hi, you're listening to Chris T on. Wait. You're listening to me at the moment, but Mr T, not the Mr T, but Chris T I'll be along. I'm Ricky Gervais. What I mean is, the program that this is part of is is Chris. You you get the idea. He's he's quite a sort of like a uh, a wisecracker. I, I love those guys. I you know they 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 laugh in the face of adversity, but they they always end up at square one. I love that. Except no substitutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they laugh in the
2: face of adversity But they always end up back at square one uh, yeah. That's what every Friday is like for me here On Aerial View Going back to square one How can I do this all over again? How can I do yet another one-hour phone-in talk show live on the Internet that anyone can call? 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. My number is in Palm Springs. I am not, however. I'm in the Hawk, in Weehawken, New Jersey. How exotic does that sound? As Sweet Tea said to me, does anyone, when they're a kid, lay on their bed and say, I wish I lived in Weehawken, New Jersey. I'm willing to bet no. No.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, friends... Just think of this as end times radio for the dispossessed aerial view. My one hour of indulgence every week happening live right now. Live right now. No, it's not a podcast that people have slaved over, been underpaid for, gone into indentured servitude to produce that can't be monetized because no one listens to it. No! Not one of those. Although this show is available as a podcast sometime between today, the live program, and Tuesday, the replay. But to make things more interesting and keep you on your toes, sometimes I switch those things around. On Sunday, a new hound howl. 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by crash in the party with Mark and Miriam the doo chop shop of the year. This program, Aerial View, has been around in one form or another since 1989. I don't even want to do the math. I couldn't do the math right now. Seriously, if you asked me to subtract 1989 from 2020, I'd be like, yum, yum, yeah. Blah. I think it's actually 31 years. Does that sound right? Let me get out the old calculator. Or maybe I should just ask Siri hands-free hey siri uh, uh, uh siri siri's not even responding siri's got the coronavirus i think damn i knew i should have cleaned my phone yes it's top of mind of course it's the front page of the newspaper as well so let's just do an upside down update what do you say you and i together upside down update where we just take a look at what's going on in the news and we try not to be horrified i I find it hard frankly most times to remain from being horrified trying to control my thoughts and my actions all you can control are your thoughts and your actions all you say it with me All I can control are my thoughts and my actions. I can't control other people. I can't control events. There's so much on that list. And I'm trying. I'm trying to stay calm in the the face of what's going on right now with this damn thing. This COVID-19 butt. When you go to the front page of the paper and you see uh, pictures of of people disinfecting God knows what. An airport in South Korea, and they're all in the in the hazmat suits with those wands, and they're spraying shit, disinfectant. And then just below it, you see a graph of the stock market, and and see what stocks and bonds are doing. Then they're sinking, they're sinking. It's a roller coaster ride, and we're all on it, whether we want to be or not. We're getting whiplash from the daily chaos. We long, we long for some peace and quiet, some steadiness. Where's the steadiness? That's what I want to know. Where's the steadiness? Things are volatile. I look at my 401k and then I say, why did I just do that? Why did I just look at my 401k? More uh, coronavirus cases. By the way, corona means crown. That's the name of this episode of Aerial View. Corona means crown. The people in this uh, nation are so stupid with two O's that they stopped buying Corona beer. And I shit you negative. The number here again is 760-422-5528. Would love to hear from uh, any of you who are freelancing for a living. I wrote a long screed today. Put it on uh, the public radio listserv. I may end up reading it if none of you people call. Then I have to kill time. I don't want to kill time, but I will. It's either time or me is the way I see it. So if I have to kill time, so be it. I've killed lots of time before. I am a time killer. But back to the news, the Upside Down Update. U.S. coronavirus cases top 250. New York pleads for more tests. Hello, welcome to the show, Chris. Yes,
1: is this live show? It is. Who is this? How do I know that? How, wait, uh, how do I know? I first, think I gotta know.
2: Aren't you living in the now? Wouldn't that be enough proof?
1: <laughs> well, I can't listen. I can't listen to the show and talk to you on the phone at the same time because they're the same device so i have no way to prove it
2: oh i hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying <laughs> phil formerly of belleville now of uh portland and uh tomorrow night currently, phil's gonna be in new jersey
1: we're gonna well, try to meet I'm, yeah where? i am i'm calling from glenridge new jersey tonight, oh okay where i grew up yes. did you get the
2: coronavirus on the plane you think what are the odds
1: no i i think I'll know in two weeks, but I don't think
2: so. No. Okay. Now you seem definitely... you seem to be in relative good health. No underlying morbidities, as they call it. Whenever you read these stories, he had underlying no, I... morbidities. By the way, if there's they any, they say that
1: morbidities.
2: Yeah, if there's any metal death metal bands out there still looking for a name, might I suggest underlying morbidities? What do you think? That's cool. Well,
1: yeah. I think it's a little, morbidity's good.
2: Morbidity, there's pro, there might already be a morbidity, something tells me, if I was to do a quick <laughs> Google search.
1: Do yeah. you have to spell it with an umlaut or funny spell? Uh,
2: sort of. Yeah, umlaut's always a bonus. But, um, so, Glen Ridge, New Jersey, and uh, how are you feeling? Now, apparently, uh, the airlines are on target to lose about $113 billion this year in lost travel and revenue. Uh, which may lead to layoffs. They'll probably go to Congress looking for some money. How, how are you feeling just now, flying? Did you see empty seats?
1: Heck no! I've never seen such a full red-eye flight in my life.
2: Wow. Okay. Why do you think that I was? Can't,
1: I can't explain it. Someone today mentioned that they're canceling other flights, so they have to take this one. I, I find that hard to believe. Uh, I don't think people. I don't think people switch to a red-eye because their flight was canceled. I don't
2: know. I, I don't find it that hard to believe. They may be consolidating yeah. they might might be consolidating the uh what do they call it in the airline parlance, you know, the payload because you're paying and yeah. you're a load. See? Yeah. So yeah. they may be just saying, Okay, you know, we're not gonna fly at ten AM and eleven AM and twelve noon. We'll just <laughs> pack everybody onto the five AM, three AM, two AM <laughs> flight, whatever it is. Oh, yeah.
1: 10.45 10, p.m. 10.45 in
2: p.m. out of Portland. And that's a six-hour flight easy?
1: I wish. No? I wish I could get that much sleep. It was only like five. I didn't even ask. Like,
2: really? So got it was,
1: like three, I got three hours of sleep. I, I feel great.
2: By the way, I, I am going to go on record as saying I have never slept on a plane. I uh, don't want to sleep on a plane. You couldn't make me sleep on a plane. You'd have to inject me with something. Because I know if I fall asleep, I'm going to snore. And it's going to horrify people. Most of all, my wife. So have I can't flown, do it. Have
1: you flown to Europe? Have you done any long flights?
2: Mm, the longest flight I've done is like six hours when we go to, to uh, California. Yeah. No European flights for us just yet. So.
1: And you, and you fall asleep because you purposely don't or you just can't fall asleep?
2: Um, I usually can't fall asleep. It's not an atmosphere for me that's conducive to sleep. There's too much light. There's too much noise. I know people do that whole pinball wizard thing, and they plug up every orifice, and they put on their noise-canceling headphones. Get your noise-canceling headphones on, and you're uh, jetting across the USA. But me, I'm like, no. You know, I, First of all, there's two things I don't want in life. I, I don't want to see it coming. So like when the end comes, I don't want to see it coming. And I don't want to die in my sleep. Now, these two things are in attention somehow. And so net, and that may be the reason why not only do I stay awake for these entire flights, but I'm mostly petrified the entire time. So uh, you sound like you just are just out like a light. You get on the flight, Phil. Next thing you know, <laughs> you're sawn logs, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm a light sleeper, so it's a, I'm in and out, I'm in and out time. Do you ever see
2: that movie of the same name? Paul Schrader no. film,
1: Light Sleeper? It sounds very dirty. With, oh, with I Willem, thought meant in Willem, and
2: out. Willem, no, Willem Dafoe, uh, Light Sleeper. No. As far as I know, there's been no Paul Schrader film called In and Out. <laughs> unless he's working on it now. Uh, now, uh, so what are you doing in New Jersey? Is it family stuff? You come back to visit family?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be frank with you. Unfortunately, I have a first cousin who I used to be very close to, who actually, in fact, lived in California for many years. And she's she's uh, uh, well on her way to merging with the infinite.
2: Okay, so she is on her uh, deathbed, as they say.
1: Yeah, not quite there, but yeah. it's definitely headed in that direction. And the uh, end is so nine. She's, she's here. She's staying with family probably for the rest of her life, which won't be long. And uh, so I came to visit.
2: How do you think you'll much. face the end when the end comes, Phil? Do you think? I read a good opinion piece today by a 72-year-old woman who said that she wants to face her death like her grandmother did, which was with good humor. No, not ice cream. That might work for me, though. You gave me ice cream. Um, but, you know, her grandmother said, I'm may as i going to die. I may as well be cheerful about it. So yeah. uh, do you think you'll be uh, accepting at the time when you pass and you'll be like, hey, I did everything I wanted to do. I had a pretty good life. Boy, it went by fast. So long. See you later, suckers. What will you is it Something <laughs> like that?
1: I thoroughly expect that, that will be my attitude, except for the it went fast. I don't think I'll say that.
2: I think it goes in the blink of an eye. I, I look and I say 30 years ago. I can remember 30 years ago. How did 30 years go past 40 years? How did all that time? It went like
1: I. It went like that. I, I, yeah, I agree with that in that I can think of various points in my life when I was 6, when I was 13, 21. But if you think... If you were to sit down and try to jot down a few words on every memory you've ever had, my God, there is so much that happened in all that time. How can that have gone by in a blink?
2: Well, and how much of it have you forgotten too? I mean, you know, I I write a lot of stuff down. I've 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 journaled. I'm journaling. Do you journal? I love when they use "journal" I, as a verb.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Well. I I believe that you remember a hell of a lot more than you think you do. And once you start to write it down, one leads to another and there's just hundreds, thousands of memories. I hope you're Which right. I'm going
2: to be doing some major writing soon, Phil. I hope you're correct. I just, I doubt it because sometimes I'm with friends I haven't seen in a long time. They remind me of something that happened and I go, what? I did what? What? <laughs> and they tell me the whole thing and I go, really? And I have no memory of it. And that's Fairly common, Phil. It's, well, let it's me fairly test you. common.
1: Let me test you on something. Now, you think we've never met, and I was thinking that too, but I just remembered I ran into Well, I, I first saw you in person at a WFMU fundraiser in approximately 1992, maybe 93. I was in the room. I was answering phones. Bronwyn was there. And you were in the back of the room, sitting on a chair, and you were kind of leaning back on the chair. Now, do you remember this at all?
2: Not any of it.
1: Do you remember ever being at a fundraiser in with with the call takers and Bronwyn? And no.
2: Yeah, I, I was in many a marathon. I, 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 you mean in the phone room? Yeah, I did many. A, yeah. I sat in the ma- in the phone room for many a marathon, which is is going on what? right now as we speak. As a matter of fact, yes.
1: Yes. Well, here's the only here's the only thing that you may or may not remember. You were sitting on the chair and you were rocking back and you were going like we like, like like we are going to fall off the chair.
2: Sounds pretty asinine, but I probably did it. No doubt. <laughs> of uh, well, you
1: don't remember. Right? So was I so that's the answer? Was I banged question. up? You did know.
2: you do you know if I was banged up at all?
1: No, you didn't fall. All you right. were just you were just goofing around. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I had I had never. Seen you, and there was no internet, so I didn't know what you looked like. And I'm answering phones, and I hear this voice, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that's Chris T." Yes, that's, that's right. The one I came—that's the one I came to assassinate. Oh, but I
2: no! Now he tells me, no. Now I am stalking I, you. The truth is out. Uh, well, and all these years later, look where we are, talking so pleasantly on the phone, and now, um. Phil yeah. just to change the subject off of death and dying and the coronavirus. Right. Uh you moved sure, sure. cross country. You were Phil from Belleville, now you're Phil from Portland. Yes. What was it like for you that decision to move across the country? What was the impetus? What was the reason? Are you any regrets at all? Do you ever say I wish I still lived
1: in Belleville, New Jersey? <laughs> No. And and there are things I miss. I'm not going to say good riddance, New Jersey, because I still love it. I still love coming back. But I never had a regret on my big decision. And the decision mainly came from frustration. I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't see any prospects. I was tired of being in Manhattan. And I was in California and met this great chick. And I decided to just up and move out. Like a, a month after meeting her, I decided to move out. And I did it. And I knew I it because it's always
2: it's always a, a relationship, a person or a job. Yeah. It's always a person or a job. Very rarely is it someone who says, ah, I just felt like a change of scenery. You know, I just wanted to look at something else, you know. So, yeah, that makes sense. And you and where did you go in California initially?
1: Uh, right to Burlingame, California, pretty close to San Francisco Airport. All right. I know where that is. I
2: was just looking at that on a map, as a matter of fact. So then you spent how many years there?
1: 22
2: years. Jeez, I hope the value of your house went up. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, yeah. it did, but after we sold it.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially after you sold it.
1: And then you moved, sure. what, to
2: wine country or some crap? Or where'd you go next?
1: No, 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 no. No, I lived, I lived in two contiguous towns, uh, Burlingame and San Mateo, over that 22 years. And oh, then right. when stuff started to get too expensive, too busy, tired of it, we moved to Portland. And that was three years ago.
2: And now Portland has uh, what? Exploded? I mean, Portland's pretty popular, no. isn't it?
1: No. Uh, Yeah, they say, but, you know, you know, I haven't noticed a big change. I've only been there three years. They say it's it's growing and stuff, but it's nothing like the Bay Area. It's nothing like, you know, it's nothing like Weehawken or anything like, a, no, you know, it's, it's not a, okay. blowing up. Like
2: that. It's got a more more manageable town feel to it. It's a manageable city. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay.
1: It still has that old town, small town feel, small okay. city
2: feel. I All right. Yeah. That's good. And now you've been there how many years? Three. Three years. About three. That's not, that's not yeah. that long. Okay, so... Now, would you ever see you, yourselves moving again, or do you think you're going to stay put in Portland?
1: I don't know. I mean, right, I, could, right. I could spend the rest of my life there. I could move. It, it really doesn't matter to me. I've yeah. never been a person who's relied on my environment that much for okay. my happiness. Well,
2: I want to I drill down on that, as they say. Let's journal and while we drill down on that. What do you think? Sure. So, um, uh, you know, I find myself very attached to this house that we bought. It'll be 13 years ago in April. And the thought of leaving it at some point, which I know we're going to do. I mean, I know a move is in our future; it's inevitable, right? So we we can't stay here forever. But how, were you attached to a place, to a house, to a home? Did you find it hard to leave, or were you like screw no. this place?
1: No, we bought we bought a house in two thousand one, and eleven years later, we were we owed more on it than. Than we did when we bought it we just weren't able to pay keep up with the payments so we sold the house pretty much broke even and rented for five years and so it was not a hard decision to buy a house that was one quarter the price of a house in california and move
2: away ah okay i got it now there you yep. go well see now that sounds now you're inspiring me phil did you know You were an inspiration.
1: Thank you. But it will be harder for you because you still own your house. It was hard to leave the house in California. We only moved a few miles away. But, you know, this is a house that my wife, I think women in general, get more attached emotionally to places. You know, they see the kids grow up there and all these memories. So it was really really hard for her to leave that place and I wasn't happy about it because I felt like I was paying into this. I may have been paying may as well have been paying rent for 11 years because we didn't make a profit, you know. Yeah. So it I was hear that. rough it was rough in that way, you know. All but right. For you, yeah, it'll be hard because you're you're invested in that place and and you'll, you, I'm sure you love the house, so it will be hard.
2: Well, you know what I started doing? I, I started keeping a list of like things I won't miss. <laughs> yeah. It's my things I won't miss list. And yeah. so um, I, 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 whenever I think of something, I go, oh, yeah, so let me write that down. Sirens. I won't miss the endless sirens, the sirens that happen four and five at a time, and they resound all over the area. And you hear these weird Doppler effect interplay, weird things that happen because there's five different sirens. There's a fire truck and an ambulance and a police car and God knows what else because of the sheer number of people packed into this area. And that goes on, and yep. I won't miss the helicopters, Phil. I won't miss the goddamn tourist and the news helicopters, and the, especially the helicopters full of rich douchebags who want to uh, fly from the Wall Street area. They don't. They don't want to. They don't have time because they're masters of the universe, and they gotta fly back and forth in their douchebag helicopters. I won't miss them, Phil. I won't miss them at all. Right. Uh, I probably won't miss that uh, basketball court at the corner where the kids do nothing but yell and scream. They can't do anything. That's, that's what kids do. That's what I did when I was a kid. I'm not angry at these kids, I, you know, and I would never say anything to them because I know it would just make matters worse. So I just, but I wouldn't miss that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't miss the yelling and the screaming and the basketball. What about the marching band? I wouldn't miss the goddamn band rehearsal where they play the same 4 to 8 bars of a song over and over and over again and during the summer you can't leave the windows open. I won't miss that. It's not I uh, it's not anything that I would ever ever miss. So I you know, I think it helps to keep a list. I know it sounds st- oh stupid perhaps, but I, I I actually do keep a list.
1: I know you love California, but I'm trying to think of a place in California that you would be happy with that wouldn't have all the things that you don't like because there are a lot of helicopters and noise in L.A., obviously, San Diego, probably.
2: We uh, were in Bay San Area. Diego. We came back from San Diego recently. We were out there for a week, and you're right. There okay. was a fair amount of helicopter action because of the, the military base that's there and uh the navy is is quartered there in San Diego they have a natural deep harbor so the navy is there you know so there is there's like there was a flyover of the blue angels at one point and you know stuff like that I, somehow i don't find it as annoying as rich douchebags leaving wall street in their helicopters you know i maybe i see it as more necessary somehow or um I don't know phil but it didn't didn't bother me maybe because it was seventy degrees and sunny and with low humidity and we were enjoying the weather, so i didn't really care i don't know, phil, but it didn't bother me nearly as much as
1: it, it does
2: here so uh you know I'm trying to find the list of other things that i wouldn't miss and i i, I don't know oh here we go. Yeah, the basketball court, uh, this is alphabetical order. The baseball field, no, that's I should change those. That's not alphabetical. See, it should start basketball court and then baseball field. So I'll just move these right now. Uh, the changing neighbors, I won't miss that because we've had a lot of coming and going in this neighborhood in terms of the neighbors across the street, the neighbors on either side of us, you know, immediate neighbors. They keep swapping them out. So 13 years we've been here, and on the eastern side of our house, there's been four or five sets of neighbors. On the western side of our house, there's been three or four. They keep coming and going, and it's weird. Uh, And sometimes you don't necessarily get an upgrade. Uh, I'll just leave it there, Phil, and let you read between the lines. I won't miss Halloween here. Halloween is kind of cool, but otherwise... Uh, it's like an invasion. And last year, I think we gave out like 900 pieces of candy in a few hours. Uh, I not I, I won't miss the marching band rehearsals, as we mentioned, because of what, what they about,
1: do. What about the deep snow cover, covering your car? Oh, uh, I mean, I'll that... add that
2: to the list, yeah. Well, we, we've been lucky so far this year. It's been a, a fairly mild winter, but... As I said to Sweet Tea, there's always March and April blizzards, which have happened before. So let's not get too haughty. You know what I'm saying? I won't miss the never-ending renovation. Because when those sets of neighbors swap in and out as they do, they always want to upgrade something, Phil. They're always fixing the fucking kitchen or the bathroom or they're doing work on the God knows what. But it goes on and it's saws and hammering and noise and it happens constantly, and I won't miss it. Now, I'm not be- stupid enough to know to not know that it might not follow us, that we might move to a place where people are endlessly renovating their houses. So, you know, this one, maybe it shouldn't be on the list. Uh, I won't miss the, uh, the supermarket that's closed down, that was walking distance, that we have no idea when it will reopen. So I won't miss that, because who knows? Maybe we'll move someplace, and it'll have a supermarket within walking distance. Who knows?
1: The the one the one bit of noise that I guarantee you won't be able to run away from is leaf blowers.
2: Yes. Well, that's and, <laughs> true. Although, wait a minute. A park, wait a minute. If we yeah. move to a, uh, Southern California to a place where they don't have to blow leaves, I mean, yeah, what they, they, they do they, is they have to— not, but, Yes, yeah, but
1: that's not what. That's not all they blow. They blow anything. They blow dirt. They just turn the thing on because they're being paid to garden, and so that's what they do. They blow yeah. shit around.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I
1: lived in you know, as as you know, I lived in the Bay Area where there's a lot of palm trees and not a lot of falling leaves. And for God's sake, I mean, there was one day it was like everybody brought the leaf blowers out, and these are usually paid, you know. Uh, landscapers,
2: yeah, and they would just
1: blow shit all around. It doesn't matter. They they blow one fucking leaf across,
2: <laughs> yeah. Just just to be able to use the damn thing. I know it really is something, isn't it? And it's something we part- have a we have a guy on our a- block, Phil. I you know who loves his goddamn leaf blower. He's out there every day thinking,
0: what can I blow around? What can I use my leaf blower on? That well, must... I'm
1: surprised that you have that problem in your neighborhood, because to me, it looks like, I don't know Weehawken well, but it's sort of like Hoboken, where it's kind of tight streets, houses close together. I'm surprised that you have a leaf blower problem there.
2: Uh, it's a little more, um, you, you know, like what they call a bedroom community. I was going to say suburban, but Hoboken, you know, yeah. I don't know what that is. I think it's ex-urban, what they call exurban, meaning it's not quite the city, it's not quite the suburbs. It's a, it's a right. small city. I, I'll... Okay, I mean, I lived there uh, almost 13 years. In April, we will have been in this house longer than I lived in Hoboken. It'll be the second longest I've lived anywhere besides my childhood home that I left in my early 20s. So, you know, it does begin to add up. The years begin to add up. The memories add up. It becomes hard to remove yourself from a place. But life seems so tenuous right now, Phil, that I'm like, fuck it. You know, because who knows? None of us are guaranteed an extra minute. I don't mean to be fatalist, but who knows what's going to become of you and me and everybody we know? Um, eventually, it'll end. Hopefully, it won't end for a while. We'll still get some more goes at the bat, some more turns at the bat, Phil. Who knows? Yeah. But you know, there's a new book called uh, come out that's come out. It's called Deaths of Despair. And the future of capitalism by these Princeton uh, scientists, these economists, Ann Case and Angus Deaton, they're the first people to do all this research on, quote, deaths of despair, unquote. And they talked about how all these working class Americans in their 40s and 50s were dying of uh, suicide and alcoholism and drug abuse and that the overall mortality rate for this age group was, was no longer falling. By the way, I'm reading now. I should acknowledge that th- this is from the New York Times. And uh, it gets worse because in their new book, they basically say this married couple of economists, scientists, that it's now people in their 20s and 30s as well who are dying at record rates of deaths of despair because they can't find meaningful work. They can't find a decent income they uh they're almost as bad off as those kids who graduate from college with boatloads of debt and a phd that's almost worthless <laughs> so they are maybe they're somewhat more fucked probably but those other that other group is fucked too and we have spent generations i i i laid it all at the feet of ronald reagan because in 1980 he began the dismantling of uh, what people used to think of as the american dream and He set the stage for the horrifying income inequality that exists now and all the problems that sit alongside of that. And now we're all being shoved into the gig economy where the next thing you're going to be doing is caring for somebody with coronavirus. Who the fuck knows? Bringing them their food and their medicine and God knows what else because they don't want to leave the house. They're going to to harbor it. They're going to self-quarantine. Phil what they're gonna do and yeah I, I saw okay. it last week I went down to uh last Sunday this past Sunday I went down to the Harbor Freight on Tunnelly Avenue aka Route 109 there in North Bergen and I wanted to get some stupid things I, I needed some coin batteries for a car remote and uh I needed uh a couple of other items a riveting kit for this speaker stand that I broke and uh there was one more item, and it seemed important at the time. But I pulled into the parking lot, and lo and behold, it was a clusterfuck of epic proportions. As people, I forgot that the Walmart Supercenter is in the same shopping center, and uh, people were going apeshit crazy, Phil, trying to get in there, trying to buy stuff because they were afraid. They were afraid. And fear was making them crazy. So it drove them down there, and I was suddenly stuck in it, and it took me. You know, what usually took about 30 seconds took about five minutes to be able to make my way through this knot of traffic and get to a parking space. Admittedly, that's not a long time. But as I exited my car, I saw all these fellow North Jerseyans hurriedly pushing these shopping carts towards the Walmart like it was going to close. And then other people with shopping carts laden full of, uh, quote unquote, necessities heading for their SUVs and their fucking Badass pickup trucks. I, I wish people would stop, Phil, with the intimidator look. I, I, I'm tired of it. What? Who are you intimidating? Why are you intimidating people? What's with the the lifted black pickup truck with the huge tires and the grill that's in everybody's rearview mirror? What? 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 What is wrong with you people? But they all they were all panicking they were grim faced they they had this look like it was the the end of the world as we know it and they they would tear your throat out if they needed to to get to the last pack of 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 disinfectant wipes and i read in that parking lot fuck you and yours i'm in it for me and mine my progeny will go spanning time while you'll die screaming with no <laughs> bottled water and your protein bars all gone because the selfish gene wins and Phil, I didn't like what I saw in my fellow Americans. I didn't like. Yeah. I didn't. I don't like where this is going. I don't like uh, what's happening now when they're telling us that uh, we got to – we got the guy that's going to save us from all of this is is the look fat look guy Play that the guy this sure guy
0: television, excuse me make sure you have the
2: record player on that right. guy yeah you can't hear him you know the guy the guy the guy the guy that everybody's getting behind now to stop the quote-unquote revolution, because we can't have universal health care, we can't have child care for working parents, we can't have economic justice, we can't have a decent minimum wage, we can't have any of those things, Phil, because who's going to pay for it? And that's socialism. And we don't do that in America, and all those other reasons. Why? But you know what? We still have the numbers, Phil. And I say, let's fuck them. Let's fuck the wealthy. Because that's what needs to happen at this point. The uber-wealthy especially. The ones in those helicopters, Phil. We got more numbers than they do. They have more money. It's true. But we still have the numbers. And we might be able to pull this thing out after all. This dive that we're in. This epic dive. We may be able to pull out of it after all. What do you think, Phil?
1: I can see you're speechless over this whole situation.
2: I told you I know how to kill time. I killed. I killed about <laughs> twenty minutes.
1: Good. I told you. You are good. Yeah. What do I say? I don't know. How, I, I, I'll take that as a rhetorical question.
2: <laughs> eh, it might be rhetorical. It might be. Uh, before I let uh, you go, um, anything else you want yeah. to add to the program?
1: Uh, no, man. All right, I can. Uh, keep... you, put, you put my mind in a whirlwind. I'm. I'm speechless.
2: Well, uh, I don't think that we should. I don't think we should be. I think we should use our voices at this moment. This is when you you say things. You you. I don't care where you have to say them. I, I'll say them here. Oh, no, I do. You know, I and understand. you say them there. Yeah,
1: I just I just I just mean I'm speechless after your your tirade, and that's good stuff. Okay. I'm not well, complaining. I'm just thank saying you. It's, it's hard for me personally to respond when there's so much. You, you don't
2: know? have to respond. Let me just ask you a series of questions. How's that?
1: Sure, sure. All right. I so, love questions. Yeah, you
2: do. You're 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 good with questions. So you're Thank in you. Glen Ridge because this person's going to pass on your cousin, who you were. I yeah. think you said kind of estranged from, or, or were you close?
1: Well, we both actually. I don't think I should mention the estranged part, but you're right. Yeah, it's a long story. Maybe I'll tell you tomorrow night. You implied it. The
2: yeah. Well, if we see yeah, each other, I'm going to try have, to make it.
1: I'll have to. Re- I'll have to re-listen and see if I really did imply that. But that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
2: Now, uh, Phil, let me ask you another question. How do you how are you really feeling about this uh, new virus, this pandemic, the uh, COVID-19, as it's called? Are you sort of resigned to like, yeah, I'm probably going to get it and I'm sure I'll be okay? Are you at all uh, apprehensive about it? What do you think people should be doing?
1: Well, personally, I'm not, wor- I'm not worried about it. I'm not expecting to get it. But if I do get it, I'm 97% sure I will get out of it fine, right? Because I'm healthy. You right, because as we
2: said, no underlying people, morbidities. Yes,
1: And people in our age group typically aren't going to die from it. So I'm not worried about it for me. Am I worried as for, for, the human, for the human race? Absolutely not. With, with 7.5 billion people... It could kill, kill three-quarters of us, and we'd still survive as a species. Do I well, Do I care about the individuals? They sound like Buck
2: Turgeson and Dr. Strangelove.
1: I'm not saying we wouldn't get our hair bust, but... and But that but yes. that doesn't mean I don't care about individuals. Of course no. I do, but I don't care any more about the individuals who are going to die of, of the coronavirus than the people who are suffering right now from various other things throughout the world. It... There are plenty of people that are going to go through bad things and die. So I'm no more concerned about this than I am about starvation or oppression or torture or false imprisonment. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay. I'm looking at the big picture, and right. I'm not. In, I'm not insensitive, and I'm not income whatever the word is. I'm not un or incompassionate. It, yeah. I am compassionate, but it is it is an overwhelming number of people that that are going through bad things and and I do care about each individual but overall this coronavirus is not a big deal. Okay. If you look at it objectively. Now let me
2: ask you one more question. Your thoughts on China, especially Chinese Communist Party. What do you how do you feel about it?
1: Well, here's look as as you know I'm not I don't know much about politics or governments, but I always ask the question, what is the purpose of a country? What is the purpose of a government? And growing up, I always thought the purpose of my country and my government is to protect its people. That's not the purpose of China, and maybe not the United States either. But the purpose of China is to continue to exist and gain more power, somewhat like the blob. The blob isn't out to make sure that the animals it sucks up are well cared for. It's not a human being. It's not even people. It's a it's an entity like the Borg.
2: Inter- interesting? Uh so, yeah.
1: yeah. There you go. There I don't you know go. What All right. to All right.
2: So so China con- and communists especially not you don't have uh okay, I think I think I got you, Phil. Uh by the way, that cruise ship that is uh uh anchored off of where you used to live? <laughs> In San Francisco, 21 people have tested positive on that cruise ship. Everybody aboard will be tested, according to Vice President Mike Pence. New York City has pleaded for more test kits in Europe. The number of infections more than doubled in just three days. So if you think you may be sick and you're worried it might be the coronavirus, there is a new article out there that will help you. Let me just skim it with you, Phil. You should look for these symptoms, uh, fever, cough, and difficulty breathing or shortness of breath. The illness causes lung lesions and pneumonia. Milder cases may resemble the flu or a bad cold, making detection difficult. Phil, you should also know that patients may exhibit other symptoms, including gastrointestinal problems or diarrhea. So where's the bathroom. There's always that. And if you uh, you should also know that the symptoms may appear in uh, as few as two days or as many as 14 days. Did you know all this already? I hope I'm not telling you anything you don't know.
1: Uh, I think it threw right. in a few symptoms I wasn't aware of, like the okay. diarrhea, but everything else I pretty much knew.
2: Yeah. So if you think you're sick as a result, it says here, safeguard your loved ones and the community by staying at home except to get medical care. It suggests that you don't travel on uh, public transportation, and you don't ride share. And that you... you right. I, who do you... Who are you... Where's the goddamn robot cars, Phil? The ones that could drive you to the hospital and you don't have to infect anybody. See? Where are those? We should have those by in now. You know, if, in the movie. If Google was smart, they would take advantage of this opportunity to say we're going <laughs> to release a fleet of self-driving cars that will take you to the hospital if you think you have COVID-19. How 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 about that for spinning shit into gold, dross into gold? Well,
1: what do you think? That works. Robot, robot doctors would be good, too. Robot
2: doctors would be good. They'll drive you to a robot yeah. hospital with robot doctors, yes. and the artificial intelligence will determine whether or not you need to go to Carousel, uh, <laughs> like in Logan's Run, or if maybe they could save you. Who knows? Now the 1918 spanish flu which you've been hearing about a lot since this thing busted out this new one uh it's been compared because two percent they say of everyone who got it died so it was and it was horribly contagious now uh the seasonal flu is on average 0.1 percent of the people who become infected will actually die so they think this thing is like maybe two to three percent, so that, that that that's that's a few people, and uh, there's no cure yet. They're researching a vaccine. By the way, your president keeps lying about it. Every time something comes out of his mouth about this, it's essentially a lie. It's uh completely, completely and thoroughly misleading. It counters much of the uh, things that are coming out of his own Centers for Disease Control. Oh, also, Phil, they canceled South by Southwest because that's how scared everybody is. Every time I get an invitation to some kind of public gathering, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Probably not. Probably, uh, you know. So tomorrow when we meet or if we meet, Phil, don't be surprised if I'm in a full hazmat suit with a uh, respirator mask. All right. I actually own one from when I played Walter White at... uh, this Halloween thing a few years ago, when Breaking yeah. Bad was still on, and I bought like the same hazmat suit and the same mask, and you know, so if I show up somehow I, in that, yeah, I don't, don't I be think surprised. I'll
1: still recognize you. I'll recognize you somehow, and you'll so, recognize me. I won't be wearing anything on my face.
2: Anyway, uh, thanks for joining me for all this time and helping sure. me kill time, Phil.
1: Ah, hey, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I think it's, been,
2: it's, been, a good it's show. been a really good time. Wonderful. How's that for the name of a podcast? Kill Time. I bet it already exists. You know, we're rapidly approaching one million podcasts. Last I checked, it was like three quarters of a million. I think it's probably one million at this point. This show becomes a podcast, by the way. But first, it's a live phone-in talk show. And you can join us at 760-422-5528. 760-ICALL-AV. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Please give us a call. in the f- In the waning moments, wait, it's waning. I didn't know it was waning. Probably off the air for just a little bit, but hopefully we're back now. And uh, we've got some time left in the program about nine minutes here on Aerial View. See, that was me coming to you from the past. It's Chris T here on Aerial View. This is thehoundmyc.com. Don't forget every Sunday, 3 to uh, 5 p.m., a new Hound Howl. And then uh, followed, of course, by Mark and Miriam with uh, Crashing the Party, the doo-wop chop shop of the air this show replays tuesdays at 6 p.m eastern time but it also is a podcast available from apple podcasts and from google play and all the other places that you get podcasts i want to thank again phil for being here
0: general it is the avowed policy of our country never to strike first with nuclear weapons well Mr. President, I would would say that General Ripper has already invalidated that policy. (laughs) That was not an act of national policy, and there are still alternatives left open to us. Mr. President, we are rapidly approaching a moment of truth both for ourselves as human beings and for the life of our nation. Now, truth is not always a pleasant thing. But it is necessary now to make a choice, to choose between two admittedly regrettable, but nevertheless, distinguishable post-war environments. One, where you got 20 million people killed, and the other where you got 150 million people killed. You're talking about mass murder, General, not war? Mr. President, I'm not saying we wouldn't get our hair must, but I do say no more than 10 to 20 million killed, tops. Uh, depending on the brakes. I will not go down in history as the greatest mass murder since Adolf Hitler. Perhaps it might be better, Mr. President, if you were more concerned with the American people than with your image in the history books. General Churchison, I think I've heard quite sufficient from you. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, uh, the great Terry Southern. Oh, man, I might I might have to go back and watch Dr. Strangelove again. It's a good end times feel and it feels like the end times. I don't know if it's our end times, if it's my end times, who the hell knows? None of us are guaranteeing an extra moment. Memento Mori. Or it might be Mori. I've never actually heard it pronounced. You know, they have these things now where you can go online and hear things pronounced. And then, of course, it's just all these ads that pop up wanting you to do God knows what. Buy God knows what. But you know what I mean. Remember death because it's a forever yawning at your feet. And it should release you. It should free you from worry and free you from wasting time and otherwise obsessing about things that may or may not come to pass. Because, you know, most of the things that we worry about don't come to pass. It is our judgment of things that is worse than the things themselves. So beware of your judgment of things. You respond in anger. Be prepared to pay. For that anger somewhere down the line. You should approach the future with hope, with your chin held high, thinking, yes, bring it on, whatever comes my way. This is life and nothing more.
0: I gotta roll with the punches. Selling this to Congress is the problem. They're gonna wanna know where the money's going. They'll jawbone this to death. Scare them. How? Tell them the truth. The government's gotta restore confidence. If we don't stop the bleeding, in three days, half the banks in this room are out of business. In five days, we're all gone. You men realize what you've done here? You are asking for the biggest bailout in the history of this country. You're talking nationalization, socialism. I have fought it all my life. Life. And if we don't get it, Bill, there won't be any history. Music stops. Balls over. Julie. 1929. It'll get worse now, cause it'll go faster. Money markets will dry up around the world by the end of the week. ATMs will stop spitting bills. Federal deposit insurance will collapse. Banks will close. Mobs panic. It's going to be the end of the world. See?
2: <sighs> or maybe not, who knows. We'll live, right? There's a book out now and I got to track this book down. I wish I knew the title, but it's it's about how the uh, universe will end, which uh at the end of the universe is far off. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it now, kids. Don't, don't even, don't even let it keep you awake for just a moment. By the way, I hope that God, there's no children listening to this program. If if there are, you're a very irresponsible adult. Very, very irresponsible. I should offer a disclaimer at the top of the program, but uh, I didn't. So sue me. No, don't sue me, please. We got a moment or two left for your uh, final thoughts you want to call 760-422-5528. I would like to tell you my final thoughts, but I'm thinking a lot of things all at the same time, and that's part of the problem. We're always thinking on any number of levels, all kinds of things all at the same time. And uh, I'm thinking about this uh, coronavirus. I'm trying not to be stupid about it. Uh... While I was out yesterday, uh, someone introduced me to a Korean custom of tapping the side of your foot against the side of somebody else's foot, instead of shaking their hand or fist bumping. And uh, I say, That seems like a good idea. What about a nice bow from the waist? That seems okay, too. If you see me soon and I'm not shaking your hand, don't be offended. I won't be offended if you don't shake mine, either That'll about do it for me. Chris T. here on Aerial View. I'll be back again next Friday live at the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TheHoundNYC.com. The show will replay on Tuesday, also at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Somewhere between those two, it'll become a podcast available at Apple Podcasts and Google Play, wherever else you get podcasts. On Sunday, A New Hound Howl at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by crashing the party with Mark and Miriam, the doo-wop chop shop of the year. Thanks for listening.
0: This is Robert Plant, and you've been led astray by Chris T. Radio at its finest
1: forever.